We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. You know, it's 12.02 right now. If they want to fire me at 12.05, I'll go home and find something to do. I'll have a good day. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by DraftKings. It's Friday, December twenty-eighth, twenty eighteen. I'm Alex Perutha. Uh, Shannon McEwen is also here, and on the phone is Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard! This podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, you leave us a nice review. You can listen and download on the Rotowire website. Um, today we're going to talk about um, interesting free agents and our top three rookies for the next three years. Uh, but first, we are going to jump into some news uh, with Adrian Wojnarowski and Brian Windhorst reporting that the Lakers expect LeBron to miss several games. Uh, the Lakers lost at Sacramento last night, one seventeen, one sixteen. It was a last second. Bogdan, baby. It was a last second Bogdan Bogdanovich jumper to close the game out. Um, so their next game is tonight, Friday against the Clippers, uh, and then they play again Sunday versus Sacramento. Uh, for DFS purposes, do you guys feel like Kuzma's a lock, or is it kind of just the whole, the whole co- the young trio of Ball, Kuzma, Ingram? All three of them for me. Um, they've all three. They all three had good games last night, and I expect that to carry on. And then you have, you know, you have Zubach. If 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 uh, Jafail continues to miss games, you've got Zubach that you can plug in, and Josh Hart deserves some consideration too on the DFS. And I mean, forty two hundred on DK. Yeah, Josh he's, Hart, very he's cheap. the cheapest out of the bunch, and you know he played thirty three minutes last night. So any of those guys are good plays. Even even guys like like Contavious Caldwell Pope. You know, he played 28 minutes last night. So if Rondo and LeBron and, and Jafail continue to miss time, I mean, really, there's any one of those top five or six guys were worthy of consideration. What happened to all those KCP trade talk rumors that are flying around last week? And I can't imagine, I can't imagine LeBron's injury really, 
changes the fact they want to dump him. No, I don't think so. I, he just, I don't know if he's playing like well enough to be traded anymore. Like for a while, he was, there was like double digit points um, almost every single game. And now over the past five games, he's like seven points a game, 28% from three. No team, no team who's acquiring KCP is getting him because they want KCP on their roster. <laughs> They're just getting his contract. It's it's about what the Lakers package in that. Like, are they tossing in a, a couple second round picks? You know, a heavily protected yeah, first round yeah. pick. It's what they get aside. I mean, KCP is just an expiring contract that gets moved in a deal. It's not about him. You know, it's like when he was rumored to go to the Suns for Ariza. It's not like the Suns really needed or wanted KCP, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's only getting twenty two minutes a game, and theoretically, this is a contending team very theoretically so if he were to go to an if you were trying to trade him to another contending team it's like their his value to them is probably only 20 minutes a game um and then yeah i don't know why you're trading for that contract then at that point yeah, yeah. um but ken uh you have some news for us uh well kind of st- staying in california yeah well a uh, bevy of uh, interesting games last night uh, trailblazers outlast uh, the warriors in overtime Frantic end of that game. Durant uh, missing about a eh, 12-footer, hit the front of the rim to not win it for the Warriors. And then the Rockets, their crazy spread-it-out, Harden, ISOs, uh, offense completely befuddled my Celtics uh, in Houston. So what I love is out west, there are now only four games separating the top ten teams. Very entertaining Guys, of the Kings, Spurs, and Grizzlies, who I think are uh, 8, 9, 10 in the West Standings, who makes the playoffs of those three, or who is most likely to? Um, I unfortunately think I might have to say the Spurs. Um, even though I was pretty down on the Spurs earlier in the year, they've improved a little bit. Um, like I like the Kings. Their young core is playing really well. But if you talk about like each team's... I guess best players. Lamarcus Aldridge and Demar Derozan is um, about as good as Mike Conley and Marcus All. Probably not as good, but I worry about the health of Conley and Gasol. And the Kings are still a young team. Yeah, the Spurs really found their footing here. They're eight and two over the past ten. Of those three teams, they have the best point differential, um, which has improved dramatically over the past ten games. They were in the negative prior to that, I believe. Um, but it's got to be the Spurs. I mean, you got Popovich. DeRozan and Aldridge are all-star players. Um, they have some feisty pieces around them. I, I don't think it's a good team. Um, they're probably going to lose in the first round this year, which is, is crazy to think of for a Popovich-led team. But I have to go with the Spurs. I mean, even even the Kings, yeah. as nice as, of a story as it's been, they have a negative 1.4-point differential, and I just don't see that team being able to hold off a veteran team like the Spurs, or even you've, you've got Utah as well. I still think of the teams that are out of it right now, the Spurs and Utah are going to climb up and make the playoffs. What do you think the Kings do at the trade deadline? You mentioned that they are young, right? Do they get some crazy, oh my gosh, we could make the playoffs and trade some youth? Do people want their youth? I mean, we already know Bagley and Collie Stein don't play well together. Would Stein be the guy, would Collie Stein be the guy on the block? I would think so. Um, you know, he, he, Giles, Labissier, um, it seems like one or two of those guys would move maybe for an upgraded piece. Um, but it's got to be, it's got to be a younger player with upside or a sound youngish veteran, no one that's over the hill. So, you know, even, even if it's, if it, if it's a vet, it's got to be someone who's still like in their mid twenties, can't be someone who who's 30, not, um, not Vince Carter. No, no. And it's got to be <laughs> someone who's, you know, lo- locked up and the team will have control of. So it's, it's an odd, it's an odd mix. They maybe, maybe but they make you, a You've got faith. You have faith though. They do something smart. I, I don't give them that credit. I can see them taking on a bad contract, doing something silly. Uh, I, I mean, that's what uh, <laughs> that's what history would tell us, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and Collie Stein's a guy who he's he's kind of older than I guess I thought. I didn't realize he, he he. I mean, he went to college for three years. He's twenty. This is his age twenty five season already. He's in a contract year. So if a team trades for him, they're basically trading for his restricted free agent rights. And it's like that team might lose him if there's another team. So unless some team is willing to like really just give Willie Collie Stein a big contract. 
right out of the gate, then trading for him is kind of risky. So, but yeah, Bagley in the fold confuses things. I just yeah. don't know what they're going to do. You'd feel like they wouldn't want to lose him for nothing. Yeah, I don't know what they want to do either. <laughs> so, who uh, do you well, got, hey. Ken? Of those three, King, Spurs, Griffiths. Oh, no, I agree 100%. I, you just go with Popovich. You assume he figures it out, that they're going to gradually get better um, as the season progresses. Uh, certainly, Jackson's upside is fantastic uh, for the Grizzlies. But this year, I just assume they level off, hover around 500, and the Spurs just keep showing annoying gradual improvement. <laughs> Uh, what do we got going on in Oklahoma? Uh, so Paul George is questionable uh, tonight against the Suns. It is a right quad injury. It would be his first missed game of the season. So if you're thinking about DFS, aside from potentially just leaning on Russell Westbrook more, do you feel like there are any value plays that you have any sort of confidence in? Is like Dennis Schroeder automatically become an option do we talk about like jerry jeremy grant stephen adams like what's what's kind of going on here if paul george is out yeah i i actually think i like grant the most and that's just because he's the cheapest of those options um i just feel like if paul george misses time grant might get an extra three or four shots so right. if he gets a little bit more usage on the offensive end, you know, we know he can rack up good defensive stats, grab some boards. So if he gets three or four more shots, that just means his ceiling's a little bit higher for tonight. Um, I already like Adams for tonight. Either way, I think he's 6,800 on DraftKings. Um, but Schroeder, you know, he's under, I think he's about 5,300. So he, he's a good play on DK as well if George misses time. Right. And um, I'm, I'm just looking up right now what, the fantasy stats kind of look like with paul george off the court i said he hadn't missed any time uh russell westbrook per 36 minutes is at 59 fantasy points steven adams is at 51 so that's interesting per 36 minutes nice. so that could be a very strong play dennis schroeder's at 42 per 36 minutes so i think all those guys are probably in play jeremy grant's at 28 which he might he might get 36 minutes so um that could work out um ken there are aside from Paul George, we have a few injuries that are that have just kind of lingered. Yeah, a few to just make sure you know about Kyle Kyrie Lowry is going to be out uh, tonight, uh, missing his second game for the Raptors. Jeff Teague is out again. This is his sixth game out, uh, and Nikola Mirotic is out yet again for the Pelicans against the Mavs. Uh, no fancy news there, but you should just know those gentlemen will be sitting. Am I missing any other big injuries, guys? I think those are the big ones. For Kyle Lowry, how do you guys feel about Fred Van Fleet? Um, because I know he had a big game last week. Uh, after we discussed him, he had, he had a big game from a DFS standpoint while Lowry sat. Um, but the most recent game was a complete dud. And I feel like we've seen this a lot from Fred Van Fleet. So are you guys comfortable using him tonight on DFS if Lowry, with Lowry out? Or are you worried that he's going to put up another 21 fancy points in 38 minutes? Well, Orlando's a slow pace. That's probably worries me the most. Um, but Alex, I cut you off. What were you going to say, sir? Oh, I almost, well, I was going to say, I mean, he just played Miami, tough defensive team. Um I, I think I would play Van Vliet. I mean, he's his price is only 5,600. His floor seems right, to be 21, 22. <clears throat> so you you do get the 35 to 40-ish upside, and your floor doesn't really seem to be any lower than 20. So at 5,600, I think you can you can play him, but there might be, <clears throat> excuse me, there might be stronger options at the price. Yeah, he's at 35.6 fantasy points per game with Kyle Lowry out. Um I don't know. I just feel like I got burned by him earlier this week with Lowry out, so I'm hesitant to plug him in. 5,600 tonight on DraftKings, I just feel like there's tons of values. You have like Justice Winslow, Lonzo Ball, all within that same range, and and those are two guys I prefer over Fred Van Fleet. Right. Um, Well, if you are going to play on DraftKings, uh, that's great because RotoWire has partnered up with DraftKings. Uh, We hand out six-month memberships for free to rotowire you just go to rotowire.com slash draftkings you sign up for a new account there and make a ten dollar deposit or more that'll give you six month access to all tools and sports on rotowire.com so not just basketball you'll get dfs lineup optimizers weekly rankings premium articles full season draft software 
a lot more just for the $10. Then you can take that $10, enter it into more contests to potentially win more money, which is great. So all you have to do is go to rotowire.com slash DraftKings and follow the instructions. That's a consensus thing. Like more money is great. Right. Everyone believes that. <laughs> yeah, I just want to throw that out there. I feel like sometimes people forget that we're it's $10 and then you can throw that into DFS and play Lonzo Ball and win win a lot of money. More money. There you yeah. go. Disclaimer. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Do DraftKings users only. See DraftKings.com for details. So there are a lot of interesting guys on the waiver wire right now. Injuries have opened up time for for some guys I guess we probably weren't expecting to play as well as they have been. Um, so we're covering some interesting free agents for a bit here. Uh, I'm going to kick things off. Maybe not the hottest name right now, but I think Mikael Bridges is only 17% owned in Yahoo, which is too low. Like I said, it's not like the the newest, sexiest name out there, but he's 78th ranked over the past 14 days. He's getting 35 minutes a game. That's one of the top marks. He's one of the top marks in minutes played for rookies all year. He's getting two steals and a block over that stretch. He's not a volume shooter by any means, but I think he might be better than Josh Jackson, and he's playing more minutes than Josh Jackson. And I think you're going on a limb there. I, Josh Jackson. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> but it was one of those things. It's like when they drafted him and you look at their college pedigree, you're like, why, you know, you would assume Mikhail yeah. Bridges would be better than Josh Jackson. Um, during his final season of Villanova last year, 44% from three. He's not doing that right now, but so I think he'll improve. So I, it would surprise me if he slipped below the top 100 for the rest of the year. I think this is a guy you could pick up, keep on your bench most of the time but if the suns are on a four game week i think you just you have to play him so he should be on somebody's roster yeah i agree with that with the reason out of town now um with right. Devin booker moving from the two to the one and playing a lot of minutes at the point guard it does make a lot of sense that bridges continues to see a heavy load so it, he's like I, I use this comparison a lot but he, he's going to be like shane battier type value yep. where you know he's got three steals blocks uh probably will have better you know he'll finish the season with better percentages than he has now um he's not going to average 18 points per game it's only going to be 10 11 12 um you know and only a you know four maybe four or five rebounds but across stocks. the board stocks yeah stocks and stocks just across the board solid production which leads to top 100 value i don't like him enough in like 10 team leagues to pick him up right but yeah deeper 12 14 team leagues he's definitely worthy of a roster spot uh so ken you have a point guard well i guess kind of a combo guard to talk about uh well maybe even a duller name than bridges uh <laughs> tyler johnson perennial perennial free agent fodder uh if winslow's already gone in your league and you're thinking maybe the winslow point guard experiment does not work out this might be that classic 30 day Maybe even 45-day run that Tyler Johnson always seems to have. Last six games, he's put up almost 16 points, three rebounds, and three made trays per game. Um, you'll probably drop him before the season ends, but I like Tyler Johnson as a streaky six-week uh, roster move. Only owned in 42% of leagues, so more available than Winslow. Yeah, there are a lot of guys kind of in this – it kind of in this range that we see every year who are kind of like top 120 players and they right. fluctuate <laughs> between like 80 and 150. And so they're the perfect guys. Like if you're in a 14 team league, for example, you keep them at the end of your bench. Like I said before with Mikhail Bridges, you get, you get a guy on a four game week, you, th- you throw Johnson in there in a four game week and he, he could have a top, you know, 60, um, you could have a top 60 week, just volume of games wise. And we can see him get hot. Um, yeah, yeah. I also think we should give him the nickname Jebediah because of that Amish beard thing he has. <laughs> it's Tyler a, it's an Jebediah Johnson. Yeah, kind of like you, you just stepped out of like he was he was just in the middle of doing some like ranch work uh, right. for his family that's been doing <laughs> ranch work for three hundred years. Um, yeah. He's, yeah, what female has told him? You know what? Keep the lower half of the beard. Just keep that part. <laughs> right. He's just shooting hoops with like, a, you know, he's the 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 hoops on the side of the barn. It's like dusty. Right. There's, yeah, there's just sand in his eyes. There's a lasso around for some reason. No one's quite sure why, but yeah. Anything to add about Tyler Johnson, Shannon? No, God, no, no. 
All right, I'm going to move on. Shannon, please, who's your please move on. <laughs> my, my first pickup's one of the most popular guys to to scoop off waivers right now, and it's Zubac wow. with the Lakers. Um, he's 41% owned. He's he's really picked up the slack with with Jafail McGee out. Um, <laughs> Ooh, I, over over the past four games, you know he's averaging double digit points. Grabbing a lot of rebounds, blocking shots. He's he's actually starting to get dropped in Yahoo leagues because he kind of had a dud last night against Sacramento. Six points, five rebounds, one block. Only played twenty minutes. Um, three games prior to that, he put, played thirty or more minutes each time. Um, I I like Zubac still. I think that there's upside in ten, twelve team leagues. Probably not. Just because once McGee gets back, it's unclear what the long term play will be with Zubac, but. If you're in a 14-team league or you're in a league where there's really nothing on the waiver wire, scoop up Zubac. It's worth a speculative ad in hopes that he continues to get minutes even after McGee returns. Right, yeah, he's been he's been kind of a revelation. Like people were calling for him to get more playing time last year. Um he's kind of he kind of has a cult following to some extent. Um some great nicknames on basketball reference that I forgot about including Zupac and Zual Cinder. Um, so, so those are great, but yeah, I mean, only 21, that's pretty good for only 21 years old. Exactly. Names like that in your back pocket. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, when, when McGee comes back, it is going to be interesting because he does provide a different skill set than both McGee and Tyson Chandler. He's kind of a post up big. He seems to have good chemistry with LeBron as far as being in the right spot for his passes. Um, which was shocking initially to see how well they played together. Every time I watch him play, I'm impressed. So I, I'm, like I said, it's a speculative play. Because we don't know if he's going to continue to get minutes once the Lakers are healthy, but I'm picking him up because there's in my in my mind when I watch him play, there's a good chance that he sticks as starting center long term for that team. Also, you got Zuel Cinder, Zublaka. I like, you could go on and on. Oh, fantastic. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's who's your second guy that you're you're picking up right now, Alex? Uh, so I think we should talk about Justice Winslow. Uh, he. Signed, so he signed a three-year, thirty-nine million contract extension with the Heat in October, and I think to a seems lot of, surprising for a team with contract or with with money issues to do that. By the right, way. and he hadn't he hadn't really proven too much up to that point. He was he was you know this is his age twenty-two season. He had shown he could be a passer, great defender, stuff like that. But recently, um, he's he's kind of turned it up to another level with Goran Dragic out. Eric Spolster said, hey, we're going to play Justice Winslow at point guard now, and it's been working. So there was a stretch earlier in the year. It was four games, so solid sample size. I think it was also when Whiteside was out. 21 points, seven rebounds, five assists, a combined 2.0 steals and blocks. And over the past two games, now Winslow has racked up 43 points, nine assists, eight rebounds, six threes, and five steals. I'm not saying he's going to keep averaging, you know, like 18 points a game basically um but at the same time he i think he's done this enough now he's in a good position he's a 23rd ranked player over the past week he's 52 percent owned in yahoo i think you just have to pick him up he can't i don't think he can be on your waiver wire even in a 10 a 10 team league um because the big knock on his game was oh he can't shoot well he's at 39 percent this year he shot 38 percent last year and now he's running an offense so the ceiling for him is very high this year and even as a dynasty guy um moving forward i think he's his value will be going up big time because of this drogic's only played like two games in the past month right over that stretch over those 30 days winslow is the 88th ranked player in eight category leagues on yahoo he's played just under 30 minutes shooting 47 percent from the floor 62% from the line, which is probably his only negative mark. Uh, yes. 2.13 pointers, 14 points, 4.8 rebounds, 3.6 assists, and 1.2 steals. So that that value right there in eight category leagues, like basically a between 80 and 100, um, a top 100 player, I think is sustainable until Drogic returns. Right. So I would absolutely pick him up, even in 10-team leagues, and, and – keep him on my roster comfort you know and be comfortable about it i was actually foolish enough to drop him when Drogic returned for like that one game mm. stint mm. and i was like all right mm. well winslow's out and it was right around the time like trey lyles Millsap was ruled out so i was like all right i'm gonna snatch up trey lyles 
And Winslow's the guy I, I dropped, and I've, I've regretted it. Um, you know, you've always liked you've always liked Winslow. Yeah, always I do. I, and there's and the Heat obviously do too. That's why they gave him that that contract. I mean, there's still the pedigree's there. He's great on defense. There's reasons why they give him, they gave him that contract. There's reasons why the Boston Celtics wanted to trade four first rounders for Winslow. It's because he <laughs> is a legit talent. Now it's just a matter of can can he turn it into like a, a true franchise piece, uh, you know, from a production standpoint. And we're we're kind of seeing it. I mean, it's not like playing at an all star level, but definitely good option for fantasy teams while Drogic is out. Can you imagine Marcus Smart and Justice Winslow on the same team defensively? Defensively, it'd yeah. Be <laughs> um, yeah. So, Ken, you have another guy. I guess another co- um, combo guard for us, uh, taking us to Denver. Well, we've mentioned him a lot, so I don't know how much detail I need to go into. But again, Monte Morris is putting up wonderful point guard stats, even coming off the bench for the Nuggets. Uh, last nine games, over fourteen points. 4.8 dimes, 1.8 steals, which are always hard to find, and over two made threes a game. Uh, Will Barton still not back, lingering a whole a other week longer than expected. Greg Harris is still out until the 1st of January. Who knows if either, how long either of those injuries might linger. So uh, he's only 43% owned in Yahoo, which kind of surprises me. Anyway, Monte Morris, some very nice point guard stats available. I, I just love that you drop in, you know, Greg Harris, the hot dog vendor at the Pepsi Cola Center or wherever the Nuggets play. You're dropping <laughs> updates about him. I appreciate that, Ken. Um, I, I've i got a question for you. More, with Morris, who I think we've all talked about. We've talked about him quite a bit. At and least we all kind before, of yeah, yeah. We all kind of like him. Um, what happens if Isaiah Thomas ever returns, which I don't know is going to be a thing. <laughs> But would Morris see a dip in playing time? Because I don't think so. I think I think Morris has solidified his spot in the rotation. Um, I think so too. I well, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I mean I, I was going to say. Well, I was going to drop it, Isaiah Thomas had a tweet the other day. He's like, "You you drop some merchandise off at the off at you know the arena, and I will sign it and get it back to you." And I was like, "That's kind of a weird thing to just randomly." He just tweet wanted out. everyone to know he was I'm still, still alive. here. Yeah. Like, hey, like, uh, yeah. Um, which so that doesn't, I don't know if that bodes well, but I, I agree, I guess, in the sense that, um, it would surprise me if Isaiah Thomas was like way more valuable than Monte Morris this season for the Nuggets. That do they need another, like, they what they've needed is a real point guard because right. Jamal Murray's not a real point right. guard, right? Um, Gary That's Harris definitely not a point guard. Will Barton is the closest thing they have to a like a a real like pseudo distributor. Greg Harris is a rec league. <laughs> I can confirm that. Um, Isaiah Thomas. Gary, is, Greg, you know, <laughs> uh, Isaiah Thomas <laughs> is owned in 40% of Yahoo leagues, which if you are one of the folks who own him, you must, you better be in like an 18 team league. If you own him, you should be banned from fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I think Alex's point though is the best. They desperately need an actual, true distributing point guard. Nobody is that except for Morris on that squad. So I don't see how. Uh, and Barton can get pretty selfish with the SOT selection as well sure. when he comes back. So I, I just think Morris keeps getting extended run there. Uh, and so if someone owns him. Like I'm thinking I might throw out a trade offer uh, if uh, they think it's a short-term production for Morris, as I think it lasts all year. That's a good nice. call. All right. Uh, moving on. Hot pickup after uh, a big game last night. Luke Cornett for the Knicks. He started Ooh. in place of Enos Cantor. Played 30 Out of the G League. He, he's, been, he's been getting run. He's gotten run in like 10 straight games and has hit a three-pointer in every single outing. Uh, last night, 34 minutes. And he's eight foot. He's like eight foot four, right? At so least, you're not going to block that three-pointer. At least eight foot four. <laughs> Uh, 34 minutes last night, seven three-pointers, 23 points, three rebounds, five assists, one block. Uh, he'll Five assists will probably be his season high. Seven threes will probably be his season high too. Uh, but he is worth, worth picking up in 12 and 14 team leagues in my, in my estimation, uh, just purely due to the fact that he is starting at center for the Knicks now. Uh, will that last? I cannot tell you. The Knicks rotation has been the most infuriating <laughs> thing. Hell. Yeah, it's one one of the three most infuriating things of the fantasy season. So the odds are it'll it'll change up at some point. But if he's going to get twenty five to thirty five minutes a game, 
as the starting center, he should be owned. So I'm picking him up in any leagues right now. He is the young version of the new Brooke Lopez. He, you know how Lopez just behind the arc, chucking threes for the Bucks. That like Cornette's looking at him like that could be me. I could do that. He's I'm like do that. He reminds me of Ryan Ryan Anderson, like a young Ryan Anderson. Yeah, skill. Yeah, Ryan Anderson won most improved one year, which is maybe one of the weirdest like small NBA nuggets I can think of. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's so, too short though. He's too short to be a to be a a, a Cornette comp. Right. Yeah, he's Anderson. like dude. Ryan Anderson's like six eleven. I mean, he's legit. Like he might even be seven foot. Ryan Anderson's effing gigantic. He's got short arms though, right? Is it a wingspan thing? Maybe that's what we're right. we're getting confused about wingspan. Cornet seven um, one, huge, huge wingspan. Cornet was undrafted two years ago out of Vanderbilt. He only shot thirty three percent from three during his final year there. So very much an improved player in that front. But we kind of saw flashes last year. Um. So when he played over 20 minutes per game last year, he averaged 15 and 6 with 1.6 assists and 1.6 blocks. And that's only over 20 minutes a game. So Cornet is the classic like late second round or yeah, uh, invite to camp fl- uh, flyer because he's seven foot. You know, everyone yeah. just says, "Well, you can't teach seven foot. <laughs> get he's him in there." Seven seven foot with a smooth enough shot, good enough IQ to get five assists last night and last season he had two games with four assists so he's i mean he dragged that a bad vanderbilt team in the ncaa tournament he was the go-to guy on that vanderbilt squad for a couple years uh the upside the possibility he's sure as heck worth a flyer as shannon suggests yeah i mean he went he went eight for 17 last night 11 of those 17 shots were three pointers um so he's basically like a seven foot version of Nick Stauskas. <laughs> you know, that, that's the comp we're putting out there right now. Uh, but, you know, again, if he plays 30 minutes a game, if he holds on to that starting center position, I think he'll provide plenty of value. So I'm picking Tuesdale's it up. Tuesdale's going to give him five, six starts, and then you're in, until you play him in DFS. Right. Right. That's right. right. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I do like the nickname Seven Foot Stauskas. I think that's I think that's a solid seven one. foot Stauskas. Um, seven, hot, seven foot hot sauce. <laughs> or uh, sauce. Well, I like the, the alliteration. Sauce Castillo. Like, sauce Castillo. Uh, I like the alliteration. Seven seven foot Stauskas. I can't even say his name. Oh, geez, Speaking of another name, you might not be able to say. There's a 20 year old Latvian rookie in Brooklyn. Ken. <laughs> Rodians, Kuroks. I was I did think it was Corks. By the way, I looked at a Latvian site. In Latvia, they say Corks. But apparently the uh, Nets announcers do say Kuruks. Seven straight starts with Alan Crabb out for the Nets. Two straight double-doubles last few games. And he's had a block in each of his last five games. Uh, he's listed at 6'8 or 6'9, depending on what website you're looking at. But a very lengthy, skinny, lengthy game. Um, in those seven starts, he's put up 13 points, six boards, uh, 1.4 assists, plus 1.4 stocks. Uh, with great percentages, shooting 53% from the field and 90% from the line. Um, and uh, Shannon brings up an excellent point. Yes. If he does well, Shannon, what, what happens? If, if this continues, we never, ever, 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 ever have to discuss Alan Crabb or Jared Dudley again. <laughs> 87-year-old Jared Dudley still getting an NBA paycheck. Amazing. Yes, so lots of reasons to like Rodeons. Yeah, I am... I am a believer after watching some of the highlights and stuff. I will have to see how the rotation uh, in New Jersey pans out once once guys like Crab once Crab returns. But I have to imagine. I mean, the Nets are playing good right now. Uh, Kurutz looks really good. He, he watching the highlights. He kind of looks like a somewhere in between a young Ilya Sova and, and Andre Kirilenko. Like he's got a little bit more athleticism than Ilya Sova. Um, but he's, he can hit threes. He can slam down a dunk, grabs rebounds, plays good defense. I really like what I see from him. Um, and, and you know, uh, on Yahoo, he's the most popular pickup right now. I, I think you should scoop him up again. 10 team leagues. You're probably, you probably mm, have too tough. many good players on your roster. I don't know that you'll find, you know, most players we've talked about today, 10 team leagues, not, not a given, but 12 and 14 team leagues. You absolutely have to pick them up. And he's a guy, I'm, I'm just looking at his shot chart right now, he's a guy who only shoots 
he only does layups and threes. Oh yeah. There's no mid range mm-hmm. in his game. God, that's beautiful. Gimme, he's gimme, only gimme. he's only taken 29 shots from outside of three feet to the three point line. <laughs> only 29 shots in that range. He has 53 at the rim and 45 from three. So he's a guy where if that keeps he's up, James Harden. Yeah, he's, he's, James he's Harden. basically James really Harden. Friends. They're hanging out in Latvia together. <laughs> so that's debating that, beards. <laughs> Do you guys do you guys agree that he is the best pickup right now? Like, or, yes. or would, you, would you rather go with Bridges, Winslow, some of the other guys we mentioned? You know, Cornet, Zubac, or or is it Karuk's? I I love Karuk's ability to possibly just keep the starting position and run with it through the end of the season. He's, you know, there's no future in Crab or Dudley, as you've repeatedly said. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're the Nets, yes, they'd love to make the playoffs this year, but still, they got to have an eye to the future. Play the heck out of the 20 year old until he until he wavers, and he hasn't wavered yet. Yeah, I think. I mean, Karuks is definitely the most fun. I think I'm more confident in Winslow, but Winslow is higher owned. I mean, there's way less of a chance you're able to even consider Winslow yeah. for your for your fantasy team than Karuk. So if we're taking Winslow out of the equation because he is over 50% owned in Yahoo leagues, then I think Karuk's uh is 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 a fair play because he's he's getting I mean I've seen Rondé Hollis Jefferson's been to down a little bit. I think Kenny Atkinson's trying to find ways to keep playing this guy yeah. at yeah. least 25 minutes. It seems like it. And he's already he's already gave him um He's already backed him, said that he's going to continue to be in the rotation after uh, Crab returns. So if that means he continues to start, I have no idea. We'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, he's he's my he's my hot pickup and the guy I recommend scooping for, for all the listeners. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to keep the rookie discussion going. Um, we are going to kind of just quickly hit on our top three rookies to own in Dynasty Leagues over the next three years. Um there, I think there's going to be some consensus, at least on number one. There's nothing, nothing but consensus. I think we all have the same three. Uh, it does look that way. I think there's some. We can have a little discussion, but I think we we kind of each have the same three, like Ken alluded to. Uh, Luka Doncic, uh, at number one. Uh, he's the 40th ranked player right now. Uh, DeAndre Ayton at number two, 38th ranked player right now. No, he's notably playing really well lately. Um, mm-hmm. Jaron Jackson Jr. at three. He's a 71st ranked player. So do you, I mean, do you, is there anybody else? I guess, I guess the question at this point is there's anybody else that you think can slide into the top three, maybe towards the end of this year, or maybe next year, this changes. Well, this, this was a question posed in one of our NBA mm-hmm. roundtables a couple week, weeks ago. I'm throwing Ken under the bus. He picked yeah, I, just, I was going to do the same. I was about to throw yeah. myself under the bus. You're I picked SGA. Only, you're not the only one. I mean, just before Aiden caught fire. Yeah, uh, I do love SGA's game. I love his length. I made the Sidney Moncrief comp, um, but Aiden just undeniably is going to get a gazillion shots over the next three years. Uh, the, I mean, they're going to play four out, one in with him for the foreseeable future. Just the, the usage rate is always going to be crazy. So over the uh, yeah. over the past uh, two weeks, Aiton's a fifteenth ranked player in eight category leagues on Yahoo. Uh, he is averaging twenty fifteen and one point three blocks. He's shooting sixty six percent from the floor and eighty four eighty four percent from the line. So even though you have guys like like SGA has incredible ceiling, mm-hmm. um, he'll give you production across numerous categories. Uh, I mean, the only worrisome part of his game for for some is like his three point shot, but I actually think that's going to be fine in a couple of years. Right. Um, but Aiton, the the only thing you can Aiton's elite elite percentages, elite scoring, elite rebounding. The only thing you can really question is his defensive stats, but those should improve as his game improves, as he matures as an NBA player. So yeah, he's only averaging one or just right around one block per game this season, but. He should easily average over two and a half blocks and steals to, combined, you know, yeah. three years from now. Uh, I, I well, just think when you say silly. three years, when you yeah. say three years, you're still including the second half of this season. Yes. And yes. nobody's going to touch Aiden the second half of this season other than Donkic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those two, those two are the clear top two, in my opinion. I understand Jaron Jackson's junior, junior, why everyone loves him. I do as well. He's going to have incredible defensive stats as an NBA pro. Um, when he stops re- selling out 
yeah, rebounding and, and scoring will be good. Um, but just the, the combination of Aiton's percentages too, it, it, it seems to be undervalued. Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, Aiton's a guy who we saw him shoot threes in college. Uh, I don't think that's a priority right now. I think the priority is, you know, getting him used to the NBA game, which he kind of seems like he already is. But it wouldn't surprise me if in year three he was taking maybe two threes a game, one to two threes a game. Um, like we say, he's a good free throw shooter. So he's got he's got a nice shot. When he shoots from 16 feet, it looks smooth. That's a possibility. Um, he's a, His rookie season is going to be very comparable to like Carl Anthony Towns' rookie season by the end of the year. Yeah. Raw stats. Can you imagine what his stats would be when they get like a real point guard? Like how many just easy lobs and stuff, you know, uh, when they have a guy who can drive right. in the lane and dissipate and, you know, it's going to, yeah. I actually think Booker is going to be a real point guard. He could turn into, I mean, I always think about him, his ceiling is basically James Harden as like a, he's essentially a shooting guard playing point guard. Um, you can bully people with his size. I don't think Booker has like that. Booker, Booker doesn't have like a go-to move yet. Harden's got the go-to step back. He does the rip through on the drives. Booker is still kind of like he doesn't he doesn't have that one go to yet. Yeah. But I mean he's he's still incredibly young. Which I mean one of the, one of the main comps that Booker has had is like Kobe Bryant. Um that's he's modeled his game after Kobe. Right. Um and even Kobe I think said a couple of years ago like who's the young player who could be the next Kobe Bryant and I believe mm-hmm. he said Booker. Maybe I might be making that up. Whatever. <laughs> Kobe but, says a lot of things yeah, now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he does. But I mean, who? Which point guards did ever played with Kobe Bryant? Did the Lakers need a point guard when they had Kobe? No, they had bum ass Derek Fisher or whoever. You know, it didn't matter. So I don't think the Suns need a point guard. But that that's is that, cool. is that officially a, a new nickname? Bum ass. We had bum ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. he's a new coach of uh, the Sparks, right? Los Angeles Sparks. I, WNBA. And they didn't interview. And they didn't interview anyone else. It's just absurd. It's actually the dumbest hire. Bum ass. All right, so we we're, we have a consensus. consensus we have yeah. a top three, but who's yeah. number four? Let's talk about number four, number five. What, what's is it? Is it just is it SGA? Is he the fourth one? Are we going to say it's it's not Wendell Carter Jr. It's not Mo Bamba. It's not Trey Young. I'm going to throw a crazy name out there. Okay. We talked about him way too much last week, though, so we don't have to discuss it. But Robert Williams, Big Al, is starting to show some wear and tear for the Celtics. Robert Williams could could turn into the Clint Capella of the Celtics two in two years from now. Yeah, I mean, uh, Al Horford. SGA, but I don't know how long. I mean, if do you think Al Horford? You're kind of our Celtics insider, Ken. What do yeah. you? How do you feel? How do you think the Celtics feel about keeping Horford past this contract? Uh, I think it's gonna. They're. I think they're gonna have a lot of injury evidence. Unfortunately, the, I'm really worried about his knee. He looked terrible last night against the Rockets. They showed him on his stomach. Yeah, he's on his stomach for like the whole third quarter while they're stretching him out. I'm sure I'm overreacting to the current injury, but my fear is just, ooh, what if Horford ages badly? Um, They desperately could have used Williams' rim protection. They had no rim protection last year. Williams is the only rim protector this year. Uh, It's a real shame that... Williams says a sore leg because with Aaron Baines out, there are crazy minutes to be had. I think Tice played 23 or 25 last night was, and getting killed, clobbered. Uh, I wish we could see Robert Williams getting a ton of minutes right now. Uh, anyway, he, Clint Capella. He's very Clint Capella-like Al- without the, the odd tuft of gold hair. Al Horford has a player option for $30 million next year, which he obviously will opt into. Um, but Hal Horford also seems like the player, like one, Danny Ainge isn't dumb enough. He's not going to sign him to 30 million a year beyond next season. It's not going to happen. But Al Horford to me seems like the type of player who's going to end his career. One, he seems like he's fiercely loyal. Um, and yep, that he would he also, he would also play He'll sign a team friendly deal. Is yes, where I think exactly. You're going. Yes, exactly. I so I, I could, yeah. I could easily see him signing a deal to play, you know, for eight to $10 million a year for the final two or three seasons of his career. Um, yeah, I totally, I totally see that. And if it's with Boston because they have enough other pieces around him, um, that would not surprise me. So I, I, I think there's a good chance Al Horford stays. If he doesn't stay in Boston, he's going to go play for some other team that's a contender and probably sign with them at discount. That just that seems like the course, the the trajectory for his career. Yeah, I don't see him. 
an old age demanding he starts though either. Like I can see no. him signing a sweetheart no. deal coming off the bench. He's the next we'll David s- West. He's going to end his career very similar to the way David West did. Oh, I hope less movement, but yeah, I think you're right. I think you're uh, right. I'm, I guess a swing back into the rookie. <laughs> Not that that wasn't an yeah. important discussion. Uh, <laughs> I should have known better than to be like, Ken, take the floor on the Celtics topic. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So no, true. I, well, of course I bring up Al Horford during the top rookie. That makes perfect sense. Right. <laughs> I think uh, I think we probably should. I'm going to mention Marvin Bagley. I I wasn't the strongest supporter of his game coming out of college, but he has been when basically when he's at center and Willie Cauley Stein is out of the picture. Marvin Bagley has been a very good fantasy player. When he he's he's seen more than thirty minutes a game on four occasions, averaging nineteen and ten with two blocks in those games, shooting sixty percent from the field. It's I think we have to talk about him in consideration over Jaron Jackson for the next three years, not because I think he'll be better than Jaron Jackson. I mean, it's technically it's possible. I just it's it he's is interesting. I don't have faith in the Kings doing the right things to develop him. They're just a terrible organization. They will they will find a way to screw it up. And I, I one caution on Bagley's numbers there, that's usually against the backup centers, not the starters. Fair so enough. I don't want to get crazy about the bet. But uh, I don't trust the Kings, actually. That's why mostly my, my, my main knock. It, it is pretty crazy that he's basically just a forget, forgotten man. Because, I mean, if, <laughs> right, you, if right. you look at – I mean, he was the number two pick of the draft. Uh, <laughs> if you look at it from, like, an athletic standpoint – you know, phys- physical gifts, like he's right up there. You could argue he's the most physically talented of anyone in this draft. So it, it is pretty amazing. Um, I think he, he's in the discussion. Um, I would not put him ahead of Jaron Jackson. You know, we've seen a lot from – he has done much better than I thought he would in limited action with the Kings, mm-hmm. and I hope they give him a chance. I, I hope they just go ahead and part ways with Willie Cully-Stein and give Begley – full reign yeah. of that center position, but we'll see. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a ton of dudes, right? That's, you've got Carter. Jr. Weren't they, weren't they, wasn't there rumors of them firing Jaeger because he wasn't playing Bagley? And he's like, we're winning for the first time. Why would, why would I mess with this? There was a lot of, um, I guess he, there's just a lot of tension between him and the assistant general manager who Jaeger at one point through the assistant general manager of, practice there was some talks about you're leaking stuff to the press no you know screw you stuff like that um so yeah it's it's been kind of um a little contentious there in sacramento i mean bagley's 19 that's also important to mention when we're talking about dynasty stuff but um not to not to cut you off shannon you're saying there are other guys from this draft yeah i mean that we still trey young is in this discussion uh, Wendell Carter Jr. has looked really good for for Chicago. He's only seen limited minutes, dealing foul trouble, but like overall, he looks like a a very good piece for them moving forward. Um, shit, I, there's there's got to be a couple other dudes that I'm forgetting. I mean, even 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 Kevin Herter is playing well. I mean, yeah. this is a guy who kind of came out of nowhere, but it's like you can see how that might be a guy who could be a you know like a Joe Harris top one twenty ish player you know perennially. It's it's just a it's a crazy deep draft class. Lots of really good fantasy. I mean, you could have a good dozen fantasy impactful players, long term impact impact players um, from this draft class. So it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I do think the top two are solidified, um, and even when you go three, you know, three with Jaron Jackson, and then four through seven could all be just perennial top 50 fantasy options this this draft does have the potential to be like pretty stacked i mean we kind of we kind of we brushed by colin sexton but he clearly is upside we talked about mikhail bridges earlier um kevin knox has been playing really well lately although his his shooting percentage hasn't been great but you can see there what he can do we have miles bridges we have bomba um mitchell robinson for the knicks is even making noise like karooks karooks um you know what i hate about knox though all those minutes Fizdale gave him for like a five six run. Again, another experimental moves by Fizdale. He gets like zero steals or blocks. He does no not assists. have active hands. Yeah, no yeah. assist either. Yeah, just it's he, just tip ins and rebounds. Like it's well, they're giving him free reign to shoot the ball. I mean, he has a he has a green light, and he's just been he's been shooting 
you know, at, garbage without abandon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I actually think that's really promising. Like it's been nice to see, you know, last night he was four for 15, but the fact is, yeah. yeah, I'm looking at his. Sorry, I'm looking at his shot chart he's, right now. He's scared he's, of that left side of the key. He's literally never taken a shot from like the left key, like from from the yeah. free throw line down. Not a single shot in the mid range area. It's very weird. He, he has taken over fifteen fifteen or more shots um, in the past nine games. Fifteen or more shots each game. Uh, he has twenty five in one outing, twenty in another. Like it's pretty clear that they're comfortable letting him just fire away, and he he's got a three point stroke. He's hitting those. He was one for six last night, one for five the night before, but he was hitting averaging three per game the seven games before that. So he's hitting threes. I like Knox a lot, and and I hear you, Ken. He's not picking up his defensive stats yet. You know, even his rebounds are are decent, not great, not really getting assists, but I, he's not asking to. Do, they're not asking him to do that right now. Right. And I think, um, I mean, he's a, he's another guy. We talked about Bagley being 19. Kevin Knox is 19, but only 139 days of being 19. I mean, he's incredibly young and coming out of the draft, all the, he was kind of the alternative to taking Michael Porter Jr. They're very similar players. They're shoot first guys. They're like 6'10", 6'9". Um, and I think the Knicks, did the Knicks fans boo? They probably did because I think they wanted Porter Jr., um porter jr we didn't even like he ported, yeah. we haven't talked about yeah Obviously, um, we need to see him play in the nba first but man this draft class is stacked um it's gonna be a lot of fun for for dynasty leagues moving forward all uh, right we, we yeah we are we are dragging we, we need to move on yeah <laughs> let's do our draft, draft kings dfs picks we can do some quick hits and wrap this up i'll start it off i've got zach levine at 6500 that has to be like the lowest he's been since the first week of the season maybe the lowest he's been all year 6500 you have to I, at that price point you have to play him he went off in his first game back from injury and he still went down in price it makes no sense so give me zach levine <laughs> and give me kuruks at 5,200. Uh, both good calls there. I think maybe the DraftKings price setters are worried about Chris Dunn's presence and that potentially hurting Levine's assist numbers. I don't know. Yeah, I think I agree, though. 6,500. Yeah, yeah, it is going to hurt his assist numbers, but he still he had 34 fancy points his first game back from injury. He's playing a horrible Washington team, uh, which mm-hmm. has to be one of the highest over-unders of the night. I haven't even checked, but whenever it's got WAS – in the two, of the two teams, I know it's one of the highest over unders. Uh, uh, it is twenty. Oh, actually, two sixteen and a half. Oh, that's not that's not too high. Not that high. <laughs> uh, playable, <laughs> definitely, definitely playable. Uh, not like two hundred five or anything. Um, there's some serious lack of depth. Yes, uh, on the Wizards. I that's true. The bullets. So uh, I always want to say bullet. I apologize about that. No, it's fine. Uh, they, I mean, they went back to the Bullets jerseys. It's, it makes sense that you, you're initially. Um, so I guess the two guys I just want to touch on quickly, Derek Rose, Jeff Teague's out again. We talked about that at the top of the show. 7100s a little pricey. Just It's not my favorite, but we know he can go for 40-plus you know, plus fantasy points. Um, he's going against a bad Atlanta team. I, listen, I don't think Trey Young can guard Derek Rose. I'll say it. Um, but Lonzo Ball also in contention um, at 5,900. He almost went for 10 times value last night against the Clippers. Uh, 57.75 DraftKings points. I think you are safe if you play Ball, Ingram, and Kuzma because the chances that they hit value, exceed five times value as a group is incredibly high. I don't know what other three players you could pick on this slate that I would have more confidence in well, those three as a group going about five times value i I, i'm still going to point out this will be my only dfs point out but uh, josh hart 4200 starting 30 plus minutes almost guaranteed so i'm gonna throw josh Hart out there as well i don't know what lance stevenson's price is but he had 19 fantasy points um if he's like you know if he's 3000 or 3500 i think that's also a consideration we know he loves to handle the ball so 4400 we'll pass yeah yeah, not a fan of that. Caldwell, Pope's, Caldwell Pope is 3,800. I would consider it at 3,800. Um, you figure, yeah, I just, I mean, he's another guy. Yeah, if he catches it, he'll shoot it. So the, he's always liable to have a 15-point game out of nowhere and, and get you like six or seven times value. Um, but Ken, 
Um, I see, you know, you also like Kuzma and Ball. Are you not, are you not as high on Ingram necessarily? Uh, I'm not as high as Ingram. I just, you know what? I'm just not a fan. I just don't, I'm not crazy about his game. I want him to gain 20 pounds and give me a call. <laughs> you just hate that he's, he's buckets, like pure buckets his entire game. All he does is make buckets, man. He didn't step up uh, after a lot of talk in that Kings game. I mean, he had a fine 22 and three boards, but eh, I don't know. I, I'm, had, I'm a Kuzma fan. I've been a Kuzma fan points. since the day he the draft. He scored 33 points last night. He's averaging No, 19. Ingram. You're talking fantasy points. No, Sorry. Kuzma. Kuzma scored 33. I, I, I love Kuzma. I don't like Ingram. I always Depends take on Ingram. You're on an Ingram? Okay. Well, yes. my, my argument there is... Uh, Kuzma his, does not need to gain 20 pounds. Ingram's per 36 stats with with uh, LeBron off the floor this year are insane. I know. So, I, know. I like them all. I, I, I like them all. We can roll with any of those Lakers who are playing. Anyone in their top five, six, seven of their rotation tonight is, is worth a look. Uh, but you do have two guys you want to you tell us about, Ken. Nah, I would just say we talked no depth on Washington. So Trevor Reese at fifty six hundred. Yep. Rembrandt Porter's still out. He's had thirty three fantasy points, averaged over his last ten. And then Westbrook is just to me the chalk play you got to consider with George, um, possibly missing that game and Phoenix kind of being a sieve to point guards. Yeah, Ariza is a perfect. I think you can play Ariza in almost any like you put cash tournament. He's at like a great price to fit in any lineup. Yeah, if you you could go Westbrook Josh Hart combo. Uh, if you're trying to save money there, I think you have a, you have a lot of options uh, tonight. But um, to talk about something, I guess not not as hopeful. Uh, Ken, mm-hmm. you, I can I can sense that you have your your anger. I can feel it in your voice. Ah, it's time for the old man rant, and my old man rant is about even older people shopping online. So we hosted a lot of relatives for Christmas. One particular gifter. There are four packages on my dining room table that I have to ship and return for this person because she doesn't know how to use the interwebs. <laughs> so uh, my son said he needed a replacement wheels for his skateboard. He's made his own longboard, but he needed new wheels. He wore it. So this person bought four sets of four wheels. So we have 16 <laughs> wheels. I got to return eight of them. She didn't notice they came in sets of them. She's like, oh, those wheels are expensive. Well, yeah, you know, when you buy four <laughs> times more than you need, they do get a little pricey. Uh, she got me a small sweater. Do I even sound like a small? <laughs> you just got that like a hundred and you got that, like two hundred pound voice. <laughs> exactly two fifteen. Thank you very little. Yeah, yeah sure. exactly. Just a fat ass, and you're getting a small for this thing. She got a small <laughs> slipper for somebody who I have to return. Uh, oh, she. I, I got a green. This is an old person rabbit hole. She got me a pair of green rubber gardening shoes. And what's sad is I already own a pair of those. <laughs> How old are you when you own multiple pairs of rubber gardening shoes? I, anyway. I don't have an answer. I didn't even know gar- rubber gardening shoes are really a yeah. thing. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's above my pay grade. Exactly. That's my point. That's my point. Anyway, I gave her a link to a, a butcher smoke shop in the area. I'm like, just order me meat. I just want meat in the future. <laughs> just send me bacon. <laughs> and for all bad gift givers out there, when you, you know you're going to screw up size or you're going to screw up the numbers, just send people food. Everyone needs food. Clothes that, are, that's, yeah, clothes are a huge no-no. Like, no one – I've been telling my parents for at least 20 years, don't buy me clothes. What about socks? Socks are okay. Okay. Socks, are socks I love. Yeah, socks. Yeah. Love socks. But clothes – Socks, yeah. best. I haven't worn a small, like, sweater or T-shirt <laughs> since I was, like, six <laughs> like I was right. in a male's small then. Like who the hell wears a small? You have to be like a buck forty-five. Children, five foot nine. Children, yeah. God, kids, it's amazing. Trey Young, wear a size small. Trey. <laughs> <laughs> Not so. Every. I don't think we can go a single podcast without me like trying to. I just. I need to Trust cut that me. out. Throwing Trey Young <laughs> under the bus every single podcast. Um, uh, let's cut to my mispronounced names. Yeah, we. Yeah, Shannon already gave you plenty of flack for Greg Harris, uh, <laughs> the most generic man in the world. I didn't mispronounce it. I just got it wrong. It's just, you know, I mixed up my G names there. Sorry. No, my apologies can, to that. It can happen. Well, I mean, Greg A. Harris is a former pitcher in the Major League, Major League Baseball. 15 year career. Harris pitched in 703 games, starting 98. 
he pitched for the Padres in the 1984 World Series uh, when they lost the uh-huh. D- Detroit Tigers in five games. We finished off last uh-huh. week's podcast with a with baseball Trey Turner. Yeah. So I yeah. think that, yeah at the uh-huh. at this point traditions we get mad at Trey Young for no reason and we end every podcast with a baseball fact. Um, some Amish jokes. There's usually some Amish jokes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're not, and we're not even. We're not even. We're, we're only like halfway through the season. We still have plenty, plenty of more uh, downtime to go through. Um, I think. I think before we ramble anymore about um, who or who may not have played basketball in a barn growing up, we are going to call it quits. Uh, this has been the Road to Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, presented by DraftKings. Um, Ken, you do you do have one more thing you'd like to say though? Well, for today's outgoing quote, let's go to Denver, where injuries forced the Nuggets about two weeks ago to sign Nick Young. Uh, I mean, like ten days ago, uh, he's been with them for six games, got one DNP. Anyway, last year when he signed with the Golden War- State Warriors, he said, "I'm like the brother that just got out of the pen." Attention, passengers! This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.